You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue on with our exclusive coverage of Third Watch, the greatest TV show ever to be a TV show. And if you didn't know that, well, you're going to know that because I'm sure you've been watching along with us. We are into season two. Oh. What a happy day it is today. We've had a couple of weeks away from, I guess, the new episodes of episodes. We had our season one recap, and then we had a couple of uh, interviews from The Vault, which I've teased a lot of the time. We thought we'd bring those to you, but we're back. We're back in full force. We're back here to go over what I'm going to say is the best season of Third Watch and one of the best seasons of television. Such an underrated season in terms of the history of TV shows, but in terms of this show, we're covering Third Watch, the best out of all six seasons, and there's there's going to be very few episodes I'm going to say right now that I'm not going to buy this season I might even have a perfect season of buying I do not know, I'll have to wait and see, but uh, we're here to do the first episode, it's called Faith it aired on the 2nd of October, which I actually think is wrong I'm going I'm to come back and work that out in a second let me just introduce myself first, my name is Ben, and Brandy, do you ever get tired of being better than everyone else? Never. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And I want to. I want to back us. I want to back. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt myself. This isn't faith. This is the lost. I'm just. I'm. I'm confusing myself. I'll tell you why I'm confusing myself in a second. Sorry, Brandy, I interrupted you. Go for it. Are you? Do you want me to go? Okay. No, please go now. I, I'm letting you speak okay. like I, a good host should. Uh- <laughs> and my name is Brandy. Welcome back. I'm excited to cover this second episode. I mean, second season actually. Yes. And. I must say, though, I think Grey's Anatomy's second season is better than Third Watch's second season. Oh, I'm get kidding. Off. Get off. I'm get away. You're fired. Uh, <laughs> I actually found myself liking a Grey's Anatomy post the other day, sort of, because Kim Raver on Instagram said she had a, like a takeover of the Grey's Anatomy account recently. So I liked her post, but then I was like, oh, shit, it mentions Grey's Anatomy. What's wrong with me? But, uh Eh, it's Kim Raver. I can I can give a pass. I want to correct myself. I need to correct myself. Uh, people are probably screaming at this. Like, man, you're wrong. You're wrong. I I was wrong. I said this was faith. This isn't faith. Next episode is faith. This is the lost. Now, the reason I'm getting confused is because I've got everything written down in front of me. I'm all prepped. I know what episode I watched. But I then am just dumb and just kind of have Wikipedia open in front of me. Just you know, base it off in case I forget who Yokus is or something like that. And uh, I'll just mention this to Brandy off air. The uh, page on Wikipedia, the list of third watch episodes page, uh, is incorrect. They've actually got these episodes around the wrong way. They've got The Lost as the third episode of season two and Faith as the first episode. So we're here to talk about the first episode, which is actually The Lost. Uh, just bear with me here. It's confusing. Uh, I'll say, first of all, this is written by John Wells, directed by Christopher Chalak, um, and it aired on the 2nd of October 2000. But according to Wikipedia, it didn't air that day. It aired uh, the 16th or something. So a bit of confusion there. I know what I'm talking about. I hope you do too. But um, <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about The Lost what a great episode. What a great season. Love this show. Love this season. And I want to, before we get straight into it too, uh, just a l- one bit of housekeeping that I want to point out here because I, I made this guy a promise that I'd give him a shout out. Uh, that, of course, is Orchides Martinez. And I hope I'm saying that properly. I literally asked him to spell out his name for me so I can actually get it pronounced on the show. Now, um, he's listed of the show. He's loving the Third Watch episodes and he's begging me for these to come out. He's said he's excited for season two. The reason I need to give him a special shout out, though, is because I I put it out there on our season one recap uh, for anybody out there who watched the mini reunion they did a few years ago on a on a streaming service, which I had paid to watch 
but I got my time zones mixed up, so I sadly missed it, and it wasn't something that they later replayed or restreamed. So it was kind of a once-off deal, and I never was able to find it online. So I put it out there. I said to any of our listeners, if you have it, I would, I want to see it. Like, I would do anything to see it. And Orchides was just so nice and gratefully messaged me. He's like, Ben, I've got a copy of this. Uh, I recorded it on my phone. Um, the audio is not brilliant, but I can still send it to you. And I'm like, mate, look, I don't give a shit if there's no audio at all. I'll watch it for silence for 30 minutes and just lip read. Um, and the audio was not that bad. So, I mean, I still made out a lot of it. It was great. It was fun. Um, but so, Orchides, thank you so much. Bottom of my heart, I really appreciate it, mate. Uh, I, I really do. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that I was finally able to see that. A lot of fun. And I, I, I will share a few of those stories uh, throughout the uh, episodes when it comes up to it because there were some great little tidbits that I learned in that episode. But anyway, uh, we're here to talk about Season 2, Episode 1, The Lost. Um, this is, to me, Brandy, like, I'm glad we got to this point because I feel like most Third Watch fans would have seen Season 1 over and over again because, I mean... I think, for the most part, Season 1 and Season 2 are the only ones that have been released on DVD. So you might argue Season 2 as well. But Season 1 was out in DVD for a few years until Season 2 came out. Um, this is the one that I know that kind of I uh, I taped off. Uh, I had cable TV one time, and it, 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 they replayed Season 1 randomly. They never showed any other season after Season 1. So I recorded these on VHS. So I always had season one on VHS, but I never had the other ones until I eventually got them via other means. So I had seen season one heaps and heaps of times. So kind of, for the most part, know season one pretty well. And I feel most Third Watch fans are like that. This is where I think we start to really get into the territory where it's kind of, it's, it's, a, it's almost a different show, but not in a bad way. I think that season two takes us, what we got from season one, builds on it even more and just turns this into such a character show when we kind of have the middle ground of season three and four, which kind of continue it on, but introduce some new elements and characters, then we get to five and six, which kind of take this into a completely different direction. But to me, this season, as much as everyone might know season one and remember season one, to me, this is this season is what Third Watch is. Season two, we get character-driven episodes solely on one character. We get them narrating episodes. We learn a lot more about these characters. We get some fun storylines. You mentioned it to me off air that you really start to see these cast. Like, we talked about how great chemistry they all had in the first season and how they all seem to just be friends offset. We get that even more tenfold uh, on this season. I mean, I just cannot speak highly enough of this season and i don't know your experiences with this season in terms of how many times you've seen this overall or whether you might you know this as much as season one or some of the other ones but uh yeah i just i just have to keep saying it i love season two i have to agree with you because like when i first found out that third watch was on dvd i didn't even know there was a season two like the season one i seen all the time at the library on amazon i even got the first season off ebay it took me a couple of years, like even after it was released, to realize there was season two. So I believe season one is like the most watched season. And season two, yeah, but I think, you know, getting, getting in deep with it, though, this is going to definitely be awesome. And I'm excited. I mean, there's some very, cha- there's some very severe changes in this episode. I mean, this season. Yeah. <laughs> it's very I- deep. It definitely gets more in depth. And I and I will say I think I've said it on on air before, but I'll say it again if I haven't. Um, when I first started, I remember watching this when it was airing. Um, you know, when I was I'd have been fourteen, I guess, when this was airing in Australia. Uh, I did not like how they did it. I I remember like my mum and I used to talk about Third Watch. You know, would go to school or whatever sort of stuff, and would you know have the conversation: Who's your favorite character? Who do you like? All this kind of stuff. 
And I remember I used to say, like, I just don't like, I hate this kind of how they're doing it, like one episode per character. You know, I just, I just didn't like it at the time. It used to annoy the shit out of me. Um, but like, I, I hate myself having ever having that opinion because I'm like the complete opposite now. I think this is like so well done. And, uh, I had a conversation, uh, with Darvell, uh, one of our listeners who I will say will be joining us for some episodes across this season. We'll have a new addition to the show to talk third watch at some point throughout this season. And, uh, you know, he was basically talking to me about how he felt that this is the season that kind of really sold it as a character driven show. And I think it's kind of an interesting point that they make with that. I just, I just rewatched the uh, season one featurette where they talk about, you know, this is a character driven show. And uh, I think it was Ed Bonero was sort of saying about how one of their challenges they always had to have was the fact that you've got like nine cast members and to try and balance it out and intertwine them. So I think kind of when they took this direction this season about really each episode, I mean, there's maybe what one episode, well, an after hours is definitely a multi cast episode, but I think there's at least another one or two in this season where it's kind of, it's pretty much 90% of all episodes this season it's based purely on one character because they're narrating it. You got a bit of their backstory. I mean, obviously the other characters are still intertwined, but I just, I just love this direction that they take. And we obviously get that straight away with this episode, um, with, with Sully. And it's kind of, it's a subtle Sully episode, isn't it? Like it's kind of, um, when you kind of go through each of these ones, like next episode, very faith centric, you know, and then we're going to have a very doc centric, a very Jimmy centric, a very Kim centric episode. Like this is a Sully episode, but I feel that it's kind of like it's a casual way of giving us a Sully episode, if you know what I mean. No, I agree. This is actually one of my favorite Sully episodes, honestly. And again, like I was telling you off air, like I didn't realize how they like they straight up went in depth right away. See, episode one, I didn't realize this was going to be the episode that I actually like a lot. And so, I mean. With Sully, you actually get to see, like, I don't know, you don't really see Sully kind of be, what's the word, like, nervous or frightened or worried, but in this yeah. one, he gets a little, sh- he gets a little shook. With oh, for you know, sure. Going on, you yeah. know, and it's, I know it's just, diff- it's just a different side of to him. And this episode, to me, like, there's just so much of this episode which just sells this show. Like, I mean, we just get some great comedy moments, we get some great dramatic moments, and just the interconnection with the characters. Having said that, though, there is one very, like, what-the-hell moment of this episode. There's one storyline, and I think we've mentioned it previously, (laughs) with one character who, again, is now, let's call him it, the new Jimmy. It's the Bobby edit now. It's kind of the, oh, what are we going to do with this guy? Let's have him show up every now and then and find a dirty kid. Um, Now, (laughs) I don't want to jump ahead too much, but, like, as much as I love this season and I love this episode and I love this show... There are still going to be some moments where it's like, what? <laughs> was that, and was that Dana we saw? Oh, yeah, Dana's back. There's an element to Dana in this episode, which to me doesn't make, like, I can't wait to get to that scene. Because, like, Dana <laughs> is useless in the show and useless as a nurse because Dana doesn't communicate with her nurses. Because when we meet Mary this episode... Uh, beloved Mary, uh, she becomes, I think, more of a recurring uh, nurse than Dana ever does. Yeah. And yeah. Mary kind of has this line, and I'm jumping ahead here, but we'll obviously revisit this scene, when she's like, oh, so he's single and straight? Like, do you not talk to Dana? Bobby broke Dana's heart! Like... <laughs> <laughs> she's also, she probably feels the same way we do, like, no one cares about Dana. <laughs> 
Well, it's kind of at this point, no one's caring about Bobby at the moment. It's like, oh, just sitting down writing some, okay, scripts. Okay, we've ticked off Sully. We know what we're going to do with Davis. Yep, Jimmy's still in hospital. Kim. Okay, gone on all the characters. Oh, shit, Bobby. Um... Uh, well, he's kind of had a bit of conflict with Kim. Okay, that's pretty standard. I know! Let's have a dirty kid and have him find it and have no reason for this being in the episode at all. Okay, good? Done. I, I know. I know. I. It was just there. I mean, it was, it, was, it was a nice, sweet moment, but that was just it. There was no... Yeah, I get what you're saying. It I was think, just I mean, like, look, like, we're talking about it now. We might as well get this over and done with, because what's the point of revisiting this storyline? There's nothing to talk about in this storyline. All Bobby and Kim have in this episode is standard Bobby and Kim fighting. We're kind of back to where we were a season ago, which I like. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I like kind of their conflict and Bobby's kind of, you know, oh, how many other, you know, people go and visit their, you know, ex-husband in hospital. And it's like, well, I'm taking him to see, you know, his... Um, his dad, Joey's dad, and like that line when Bobby's like, oh, you know, I'll have to relieve you of the burden of visiting, you know, like I, I kind of like that Bobby Kim's back to it, you know, Bobby's obviously kind of, I guess it's a bit of jealousy in some way, you know, he's yeah. obviously talking that, but like, this is just like, this is where Bobby is now, I can see my Bobby, and this is where like, if we ever get Bobby Cannavale on the show, I would love to just be like, do you just read the scripts in season two and just like, dude, kill me off already, like, all you have me doing is finding a dirty kid. Now, like, on paper, I can see the elements. Like, yes, you've got to show he's caring because we've got that line of also he's single and straight and there he is all sweet and caring. Like, I can understand, like, at the time you're watching this, like, oh, Bobby, he's so sexy and oh, he's so good with children. Like, I get it. It's great. But it goes nowhere. There's no more to this. This, this is my problem with it. They should have brought his brother back. Yeah, well, like... Like, if you if you continue, like, this is the thing, like, it's not like this even goes anywhere with Kim. It's not like Kim's, I, I guess you kind of meant to have that element where Mary's with Kim and, like, Kim's kind of looking at him. Like, this is, should be the moment where Kim's like, oh, maybe I do like Bobby and, like, maybe continue that- the triangle a little bit more. But there's just nothing to this. There's nothing to it all. And, like, I feel so weird talking this season up and this show up so much that straight away I'm, like, getting on Ben's angry horse going, this plotline's stupid. But, like... Like, he's the new Jimmy. Jimmy is in this episode for five seconds in a hospital bed, but we get a great scene of him and Kim, like, oh, will they, won't they? Oh, no, I better leave. Oh, like, it's sexual tension. It's great. Bobby's, like, with a dirty kid. Like... (laughs) All I can say is, like, without spoiling it too much, I felt like their relationship was not as close as it was in the first season. And so, like... I don't know. I mean, I, we'll get to that point. But when there's like this moment, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to explain it too much. Yeah. Like, it's just like, like you knowing know, I mean, what I happens. Like I feel like they're just like no longer, they're like just acquaintances. Like I feel like if Bobby was yeah. like get partnered with, like, partnered with another paramedic, we would like forget about Bobby and Kim. Agree. In a way. In this Agreed. season. You know, in this season. And so. And I think, I think you find in this season two, like, you can kind of see again what they're trying to do with the Kim-Bobby thing, but it just, it doesn't go anywhere. Sorry, spoiler alert, if you're watching this and you've never seen it before. You know, we've, we've teased that Bobby leaves this season, um, but, like, it, it's kind of, it's just, like, even when we get to the Bobby-Alex stuff, which is kind of like a plot line for Bobby, it, again, it just goes, this is the Bobby goes nowhere season. And it's just kind of like, even after he leaves in certain contexts, even then, he's still Bobby goes nowhere. Like it's just, yeah. Well, I'm. As, I love this season. I love this show. But season two, I'm calling it right now. This is officially hashtag Bobby goes nowhere season. 
And see, that's the thing. It's like, okay, I can touch on that. Like, when Bobby leaves and the way Kim takes it, it's like, but you guys weren't even that close? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they were close, but then I felt like the way she kind of did him wrong and, like, this, like you said, like, this season, you don't really feel that, that, that tension or that, like, that relationship there anymore, you know? It's just yeah. one of those, like, Kim, really? I don't know. I mean, at the same time, I get it, but then I, I'm like, I never, like, really was like, oh, wow. Like, that, I can see why she's, you know broken that he leaves the show but yeah. i mean yeah i can i can say i can tell you now the actor who plays dirty kid uh who doesn't even get dirty a name kid, I love it. Uh, <laughs> he's credited as uh lost kid i'm calling him dirty kid um oh. max maxwell huffman is his name his only other screen credit was playing sam in an episode of law and order criminal intent so, according to IMDb, he has not acted since 2006. So, wow. um, Dirty Ooh, Kid went nowhere. <laughs> that seems to be the hashtag this season. Hashtag like, nowhere goes nowhere. Bobby goes nowhere. Dirty, Dirty Kid, kid goes, goes nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> any, any character that goes... It's just hashtag goes nowhere. And who is this kid? Like, again, it's not even solved. It's not like we get a, a passing comment later on, like... Oh, Kim, I'm so glad child services collected him and found his long lost auntie in Connecticut. Like, it's, we don't get anything. Like, it's we just like Bobby right. finds dirty kid. He stays with him until their shift's over. Oh, like, I want, I want, I want, like, season seven when it gets rebooted and retold and, like, his third watch coming back because we're going to make it big again here on the Oz Network. Bobby I want episode kid. one, dirty kid comes back and he's like, Oh, I'm back. Do you remember when you found me on the streets? I am now the mayor of New York. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm Kim, Kim adopted me. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's so weird. <laughs> I'm Joey's right. brother. Like, I love it. <laughs> I love how you're so like detailed. Because like for me, I'm like that's right. That is so true. Because like I forgot about that kid. Like I was thinking like, okay, what happened to the mom? Do we get? Do we get a hold of the mom? But then, like, everything else happens that you forget about that dirty kid. <laughs> and why does it, like... And can I just point out, like, I think we... I mean, Kim's wrapped up here, too. There's nothing really much to add to Kim in this, you know, except for this little moment with Jimmy, which is nice. I mean, we've just wrapped up three characters already. Jimmy, Kim, and, and Bobby are done. But, like, I mean, like, does Kim even give a shit about this kid? Like, we had that episode last year when that kid went missing... And it was all, you know, like, everyone's searching for the kid and Kim's all worried. I mean, Kim's a mother. Like, she should be... Should she not be caring for this little kid even more? It's like, she doesn't give she a shit. Like, <laughs> I know. She was like, we, we can't stay here all shit. I was like, what? That's Kim's line? You know, you would think that was Bobby's... No. I mean, in a way, yeah. I mean, because, like you said, it was like... It was they, like they turned the tables on them. Instead of Kim being the caring one, it was Bobby. And Kim was like, well, we got to get back out there, you know. So, yep. let's leave the kid alone and just go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, so we've covered Jimmy. I mean, anything to add on the Jimmy Kims? I like the Jimmy Kim scene. I mean, it's nice. Like, you know, we get that little oh, well, bit of... Um, I like when sort of he wakes up and he's all like, Brooke, and it's, you know, it's Kim, and then they kind of just have that cute little moment. They go to kiss, and then they leave. I mean, anything else you want to add? Because we've wrapped up three of them already. Um, I will say I'm hashtag him this season. Oh, okay. So you're back, yeah. on, the, you're back on the raver train then. You're back with me chugging along are you for now (laughs) (laughs) hashtag bobby goes nowhere hashtag raver train (laughs) there we go hashtag hashtag dirty kids i love that (laughs) hashtag dirty kid 
Let's just bring him up every now. Let's let's just like okay, here's the here's the goal this season. Every time we talk about the useless Bobby storyline, the hashtag Bobby goes nowhere storyline, uh, we've always got to intertwine with hashtag Dirty Kid comes into it. It's like you know, yeah. Bobby Bobby drives drunk Davis home. Uh, random Dirty Kid shows up in the alley. You're like, oh, let me clean up Davis's vomit. Oh no, hang on a minute, there's Dirty Kid. Like he <laughs> came came back. You know Stupid what? I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that on a shirt. Hashtag Dirty Kid. <laughs> Thanks, Dirty Kid. On that trending at the end of this episode. Hashtag Dirty Kid. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the, the start of this episode, we, like we sort of the the character driven episodes where again these are based purely sort of around one character. Uh, I mean, we we get the narration as well, so it starts off a little bit differently. So um, we obviously get Sully, as I mentioned, and it's kind of. Sully's sort of uh, opening monologue where he's kind of talking about not being afraid of much, you know, he's not afraid of heights, he'll go on the bridge and try and stop a jumper, uh, but he's scared of being buried alive, so it's kind of like, I think you mentioned about how we don't really see Sully as being afraid of much, um, but here he is, he's afraid of being buried alive, and it kind of, he talks about having uh, this dream once a month, I mean, that's a pretty deep fear, I mean, I'm scared of spiders, but I don't necessarily have a dream once a month about giant spiders killing me. Um, so, I mean, that's some psychological oh, issues going on there, uh, Sally. I think you might need to go see someone about that. Uh, that is, that's frightening, though. I had a dream two nights ago. I went to jail. I don't know why I went to jail, but I went to jail. What did you do, Brandy? Did, did I don't not, know. I'm did you, trying did to... you not pay your fare on the raver train, or did you kidnap Dirty Kid? Could have been either one. <laughs> Dirty know. Kid put him under the raver train. Um, but... <laughs> Stupid, dirty kid. Uh, no, but he's gonna uh, come back, haunt you, right, Ben? He's gonna like hear this podcast. Wow. He's gonna be like, "I hate that dude." <laughs> he's gonna come he's, find you. <laughs> he's probably he probably has. He's probably discovered this. He's going, "Oh my god!" Like one of my two screen credits, and they're finally doing a podcast. Oh, I can't wait till they get to season two, episode one, "The Lost," to talk about me. And here I am, shitting all over, dirty kid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who is he? Stupid kid walking around the streets of New York, like. What is he doing? Dirty he's, oh, he's going to be like, people like you are the reason I stopped acting. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to have a great career, but then people just, I was typecast as dirty kid. Every time I'd go read for a part. Oh, hi, can you get dirty? I'm more than dirty kid. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> I do like this guy. I do. Sally's in the drain. He's trying to find his keys. Um, and then I just, I, I should have opened with this line. I love when he's like, either you shut up or get your chatty ass down here and help me. And then just Davis is just like, no, no, I'm good. Um, and then just like finds his keys and then just Davis, you know, Dick Davis, but it's funny. You know, it's like, oh, he should get one of those giant keychains like they have at the gas station. It's like, this better not get around. If this gets around, I know where it's come from. <laughs> Oh, God, it's funny. Um, and, then, and then we get him sort of just standing there in the car, you know, out of nowhere, zoom, splashes him, you know, son of a bitch! And obviously this ties in a little bit to uh, sort of the opening monologue, which is, you know, Sully talking about being buried alive, but we're obviously seeing a scene here of, like, a, a sort of an older guy getting buried underground. Um, so this is obviously tying in. So these two guys speeding away, as we'll learn, uh, have buried this guy somewhere, uh, they filmed him and obviously we're going to demand a ransom, but uh, they just kind of sprayed a very pissed off Sully. Um, I do like Davis in the car. What are you going to arrest him for? Assaulting a police officer with a puddle? Uh, 
Uh, you've got these. You've got these two uh, goons uh, arguing over whether they should pull over or not, and they have this crash. One of them dies. The other's in a, a critical condition. I love kind of you know Bosco on the scene, just you know being how Bosco is. Uh, oh, what do you call that? A front flip into a pike. Uh, and then he's like talking about, oh, I think his dinner's cooked. And then you've got uh, what Doc and Carlos, like, oh, his brain matters all over the you know caved skull. Um, and I kind of like this weird editing. I forgot about this being in this episode. We got the photographer who's just kind of like taking the photos, and we've got that like flash editing, and then he's kind of got yep. the the sort of the steel frame. And one thing I really want to point out, which I think really sells season two, uh, Martin Davich and his score. Like the score in season two is used so much more effectively than season one. Worked great in season one. I don't think we usually talked it up as much as we should have, but just this episode alone, just the music. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, so yeah, I just I kind of like this uh, opening sort of sequence uh, when you know you've got just sort of the, the way this is filmed, uh, the way they're kind of doing as I said the flash editing, um, and you've got kind of like them ripping the roof off the car and just kind of getting to work. I do like Bosco with the photographer. I don't even know what he says. He's like, okay, Dianarvis, you're going to jail. I don't know who Dianarvis is. I don't know. Do you know who that is or? I've- no, I was it was <laughs> I was yeah. last, but I don't even know if it was Dianar. I've just written down. It's Bosco. He, <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably some famous New York photographer or something. Uh, then we kind of get the cool editing where we see sort of it cuts to the underground thing, the pipe, and then we get uh, we've had shirtless Eddie Cibrian, we've had uh, shirtless Doc, we've had shirtless Bobby. We get shirtless Bobby Cannavale in this episode. We've had uh, I guess Kim in a sports bra. I've had shirtless Jason Wiles. Uh, I don't think we've had shirtless Kobe Bell at this point, but we get naked Molly Price. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Woo! Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say that's a bit mean. There's nothing wrong with naked Molly Price. Um, but Jokers is in the shower, and I kind of like just this conversation we get at the breakfast table with Emily. Mum, can I have a piano? <laughs> <laughs> And then I love uh, Charlie. Can I have a drum set? <laughs> She's just like, no, you can't have a drum set. A piano? <laughs> and you're you're a mum, Brandy. Like, is this is this a thing? Like, does yeah. your son just be like, mum, can I have a pony? Like, just out of the blue? <laughs> it was a monkey yesterday. Oh, okay. a, a week monkey. A week before it was a meerkat. Okay. <laughs> before, before that it was a dog and a tiger. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Do you, you just pop down to Walmart and go, hi, can I have a tiger? Or <laughs> No, he's, he said he's going to use his savings, go to the zoo and take the meerkat home and the oh, tigers. And... Yeah, I mean, he was he kind of planned it out, but <laughs> we had to go back and forth for a while, be like, no, you can't have a monkey, you can't have a meerkat. <laughs> I love the planning of that. It's just like, I can see your son going to the zoo. Uh, hi, uh, how are you doing? Um, I just saved some money. Uh, I was wondering if I could buy the tiger. Oh, sure, of course you can. Come on through. Uh... <laughs> Um, I just, I just love the reaction, and then I just love like um, Fred comes in. It's like she's like she wants a piano. Oh, we can get one on instalment. It's like, can I be honest here? This is why I'm not a father. I would totally be Fred in that situation. I just walk in the room mid conversation. You know, whoever is an idiot enough to marry me would be like, oh, you know, little Ben Junior wants a piano, and it's like, yeah, right, we'll get him a piano. And it's like, why? What do we need a piano for? Like, <laughs> oh. um, I, I just, I, I just, I just love the moment here when, like, um, what does what does Fred say about um, if if you want something or oh no, it's about the breakfast. Like, you need a good breakfast to start the day, 
And, and what does Yoki say? Like, oh, where did you get that from? It's like, oh, my mum used to always send it to me. I'm like, oh, more nuggets of wisdom from Shirley. I just love the way that Molly Price <laughs> delivers that line. It's just so funny. Um, oh. But, uh, yeah, so we kind of got that. Uh, then we get Doc fixing a pipe with bacon grease. Uh, and this is where we get, uh, you know, it's kind of, it always happens to Carlos, doesn't it? Like, everyone else has got their picture in the paper and poor Carlos has got his ass, uh, Sully's ass blocking him. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, I just kind of like, I just, I can't wait to get the Carlos and Doc stuff. I forgot that this episode was, um, Carlos gets a bird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> oh my God. This is why this episode is just so, yeah. Um, Anyway, so Bobby and Kim stuff, we've gone over that. Um, and then we, we just kind of get Bosco <laughs> going through the, the police house. Oh, I'm a god. Oh, it's so good. And just Yokus is just like, oh, god, don't listen to him. And it's like, Davis, you ever had eight? <laughs> and it's like, eight? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I had a dancer in Cats once. <laughs> it's just like, just Bosco and Davis going on about their sex life. And then we've got kind of like you know, calm Sully and Yokus. And this, what I will say, this kind of annoys me in some way, but I I don't think it really does. I think you can pass it off. Like, Yokus has been, what, a cop for about 10 years or so, I think we discover at some point. Sully a lot longer, so they've worked together for a fair fair whack, these two. And then just the way uh, Yokus is like, oh, you got any kids, Sully? Like, Oh, yes. Really? Faith, you don't know this? (laughs) That, That was... That kind of was like, I also noticed that. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Did they just yeah. like, I feel like that's one of the moments you talked about, like when they forget about the, like the plot lines or like what they wrote or how they did the show. Because that was just her asking that alone was just so out of character. I think, I mean, you got to also, I guess, um, excuse the writers. Cause I mean, it is a plot device. It's also, I guess, to yeah. serve the audience and like, you, you, you know, you kind of need a few subtle little reminders when you come into a new season as well. Again, you know, it's, uh, you know, you can, you can forgive it a little bit more. I mean, I don't look down on that as kind of like the inexcusable of season six of forgetting Doc's dead wife's name. Um, you know, there, it's like, yeah, this is just kind of one of those little bits, which you can probably kind of, I mean, again, when have we ever really seen Yokus and Sully being that close? You know, so I mean... Uh- it's 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 a weird moment, but I mean it's it's kind of like when we get to the next episode and we're seeing poor old Yoke. And even this episode, you know, Yoke's obviously pregnant, and uh, you know, talking about the struggling with the bills. This is the same Yokus of what ten episodes ago. If we're going in this in order, she's talking about having a nanny. So yeah, well, we had a nanny. And so, <laughs> no wonder you can't afford Charlie a PlayStation <laughs> and an iMac for Emily because you've got a bloody nanny that you've got to pay for. <laughs> Oh man, I mean, I wonder if it just goes up and down, like family situations. Sometimes one month is good. I live in paycheck to paycheck. One yeah. paycheck's good. One paycheck's not. I mean, I don't. But no, I've noticed those too. Like one minute hit her financial situation is good, and the next is like horrible, like horribly wrong. And so <laughs> yeah, there's. A, I mean, there's a few things here and there, like you know, Fred's alcoholism kind of has gone away. Jimmy's gambling has just disappeared. You know, it's, it's amazing in the world of Third Watch how you know these you know severe addictions can just get forgotten pretty quickly. So, um, you know, little hashtag things here and there. Faith. Yeah, <laughs> I am ha- hashtag I am hashtag hashtag Faith Yolkis this season. So yeah. okay, <laughs> well, you're on the Raver train and the Yolkis train. So um. 
you know, yeah. not the dirty kid train because no one's on his train. He's stupid. Um, but I, I like <laughs> the the Yokus and and Sally thing here. What does like um Sally say? Like, oh, I look like a doofus in the paper. And then Yokus is like, oh no, you look good. Um, you pointed this out to me off air. Can we just point out Skip Sardis lost a bit of weight in between season one and season two. He is looking good here. I, you mentioned to me he's looking a bit younger, but uh, props to Skip Sardis for looking a bit. I want to see my Skip Sardis shower scene. Come on. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You shut that one down. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. We do actually get, we do actually will get a skip start of shirtless scene. At least one. Because when he's with Tatiana, I know there's at least one scene where we get skip start of shirtless. So it's, it's gonna happen, fans. But he reminds me so much of like my dad. Like I don't know, I just <laughs> it'd be I don't know, he does. <laughs> Well, he's everyone's dad. He's, you know, the NYPD dad we all want, let's be honest. Um, I do, like, one thing I have to say, I think I've mentioned this on air before, I can't remember. Like, I had a, an ex-girlfriend who, um, it's actually when I first got season two, um, I think, and I wasn't with her, I think she dumped me the bitch, but then, like, she still came over. And um, hashtag why Ben single? He just calls everyone a bitch because they broke up with him. There's a reason why they broke up with me, Ben. <laughs> I missed uh, but this right here. <laughs> she, she, you didn't miss this. Uh, she came over like you know you'd still hang out or whatever. I don't know. It's life. It's complicated. We were young. Anyway, my point is, I got season two, and she was watching it with me, and she was weirdly like obsessed with Molly Price. She was weirdly attracted to Molly Price, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Molly Price is a very attractive lady. I'm not trying to say you shouldn't be attracted to Molly Price, but she like was trying to ship Molly Price and Skip Sardis. She wanted a Sully Yokus romance, and I'm like, really? <laughs> but then I see this scene when she's all like, "Oh, you look good." I'm like, "Well, maybe," but like. Does anybody want a Sully Yokus romance? Come on. I'm surprised you didn't dump her for that. I mean... <laughs> I, she dumped me. I mean, actually, let me rephrase that. I dumped her because of that, Brandy. You're right. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Let's just break up with, She broke up with me on MSN. Come on now. I can call her a bitch, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I... That bitch. No, I just, I just love it because, like... Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it. She's never going to listen to this show, so she wouldn't have a clue that I'm going to say this. Hashtag Captain Bitch. There we go. Closure. Uh, 12 years later. 11 years later. I do. <laughs> um, Until you're famous as a podcaster, and then she listens to it, and she's like, <gasps> just kidding. She won't <laughs> listen to it. She removed me from Facebook recently. That's an ultimate insult. It's like we remained friends on Facebook for a decade. Married and popped out a kid. Oh, I'm going to remove him now. Fuck you. Uh, oh, one of those. I'm angry this episode, Brandy. I'm like angry. Dirty kid does this to me. He gets my mind all warped. Don't um, worry. My uh, my ex blocked me on uh, Facebook. I had to hit him up just to say hi. He wasn't, he wasn't even like, because we were best friends, like, growing up. And so, like, even after we broke up with best friends, but, like, lately he's been acting funny. He just, like, totally just blocked me. I was like, oh, okay. Yep. Happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it happens. They ask you to fly to the other side of the world to see you, and once you leave, you don't hear from them for five months. So, you know, the shit happens. Um, hashtag um, Ben and Brandy get personal issues out on the table. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. For- I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Officer Tancredi's back. We haven't seen him in a while. Uh, I forgot he comes back. We get a random Tancredi uh, reappearance. I like Tancredi. He's like one of those random side characters who I kind of like. 
and um, I completely forgot that we see him again because here he is. He's uh, got the camcorder of um, the 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 victim in the uh, in the buried underground. That's what I'm trying to say here, Ben. I'm trying to speak properly. And this is kind of when we get um, Sully's face, isn't it? Where he's kind of like, oh shit, um, you know, because this is obviously his worst nightmare. Um, and can I just also quickly point out, I've just looked him up, this is the last appearance of Detective Tancredi, not Officer Tancredi, Detective Tancredi. So, um, this, I'm just looking here, he was on six episodes of Third Watch, this is the final one he's ever in, so, um, that's sad, I liked Tancredi. Hashtag for real. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. What's his actor's (laughs) name here? Nick Chinlund, that's who he is, hello Nick Chinlund if you're listening. Um, you look like a nice man here. You've been in lots of things. You were in, uh, Con Air, Tears of the Sun. I'm just learning a lot about Detective Tank. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. You can go back and watch it. So anyway, we get this uh, little video. We see, uh, yeah, the guys. So this is where they learn about, obviously, the, um, the guy buried alive. Um, so we kind of get a few little flashbacks here of Sully's dream and he's in the washroom washing his face. I love this scene. I always forget about this scene. Everybody around the breakfast table having a breakfast with each other. It's only very short and sweet, but again, this is why I love After Hours so much. I love when everybody's interacting with each other and kind of everybody gets called out because they've got to go on this search through the scrublands. I love Carlos. He's like, let's be honest, this season is really Carlos becomes more of a dick season. This is the season where I think you're meant to hate Carlos. So, like, I just we love, love him. Oh, we love Carlos. I love when he gets up and goes to leave and he doesn't want to, like, what does Doc say? Like, oh, it's your turn. And he's like, oh, I got last week. It's like, no, you didn't. It's like, oh, how much is it? A quarter? And it's like 50 cents. Puts it on the table. Oh, no tip. And he just walks off. <laughs> I love how Kim was like, that kid still has this, what, the yes. uh, nickel from he still has his, his first, first nickel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> at random, at random Davis, you're going to finish that? Like, what is it? Like a hamburger or something he grabbed? Like, that's a big piece of food. <laughs> hungry Davis hashtag hung- we got a lot of hashtags this episode hashtag Hungry Davis <laughs> I'm writing like, these down I'm writing these I'm gonna like tweet one day like while we're doing Do this it. so I can like put these hashtags out there Do it um, but maybe one of my favourite scenes in all of Third Watch we get the t- searching through the scrubland so we first of all get Sully and Davis we get once again Davis trying to pawn off somebody else to Sully uh, some friend whose ex married the affair and she's ready to rumble. I just love the way Kopi Bell delivers those lines. Um, and then just kind of, they're digging through the, uh, the scrubland and, you know, Davis is obviously like, oh, it's weird how these things work out. You get splashed and now one of them's dead and here we are. Um, so it's great for them. <laughs> Bosco and Yokas digging through the scrubland. Bosco having a little bit of a hissy fit. Like, damn it! These are new pants! Are they have dogs for this? <laughs> Just like an angry. And this is kind of like our first real kind of like reminder that Yokas is pregnant. And of course, you know, Bosco's all like, have you told Fred, you know, do this, you shouldn't be out here. And then just like, Yokas yelling at him like, they'll put me on a desk. Which, can I just be honest, they're not really being discreet about this conversation. So all those cops around them surely are hearing what they're saying right now. But like, I like this scene is amazing. The music kind of like, like goofball music. Because then we've got Bosco just like, oh, this isn't right. It's like, shut up, I'm warning you. It's like, you need to tell Fred. Throws him, like, throws at him like a dirt clog. And just Bosco, the way he's like, you just hit me in the head with a dirt clog. Ow. Luckily, <laughs> like, it wasn't a brick. I warned you. <laughs> I love how she's like, you're lucky it wasn't a brick. <laughs> oh, it's 
so good. Oh my god, this is just brilliant. It's so funny. Underrated humor in Third Watch. Like it's just ah, uh, and this is the thing that like, it feels so natural. Like it's not one of these forced like scenes. Like I'm sure it was scripted, but I still feel there's got to be elements of this. It's kind of ad-libbed or it's just naturally done it's just it just feels so down natural and just like jason miles reaction is like him in head with a dirt clog ow i know and that's when i was talking about like off offline off air about like how they feel it seems like they feel like more comfortable in the roles because yeah. that was a scene when i was talking about too it was like watching them in like the field <laughs> and how just comfortable they were like right there and just how real the scene <laughs> oh, it's, it is seriously I mean, uh, like I, I think I remember watching this when uh, I watched this with hashtag cat as a bitch. Um, that I literally like rewind this scene over and over because I could not stop. This is there who's up there with Molly Price last season. Food now. <laughs> oh, man, you know what? It'd be cool if we make a video with like our like top ten or whatever like humor lines like these like food oh. now you just hit me for dirt that would be awesome if we can make a video eventually. <laughs> oh that. god! And, like, I actually the bloopers in season one which I hadn't watched in a while I watched it before this episode and like there's the bloopers around um, Yoko's going food now and then just like Jason Wiles keeps cracking up laughing and there's one bit where like <laughs> Molly Price is like F O O D N O W food now. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Fox is just cracking up laughing. Oh, I love this scene. Um, <laughs> and Keith, like, this is the thing with this episode. Like, there's such darkness around this episode with kind of this buried alive storyline. We've got, you know, Sully confessing to his fears, dirty kid being dirty. But, like, you know, there's just so much humor in this episode. And we get to this storyline here with Carlos and the parrot. It's not a parrot, it's a cockatoo, which there's an Australian connection to this, can I just point out in a second. So we get see Doc and Carlos. Like this, can I just point out? Like we talk a lot about on this show about kind of, you know, there's the stars of the episode, and th- this season's a little bit different because it is always character centric. It's literally focused around one character. But last season we talked about a lot of episodes where kind of like yeah, you know, Doc and Carlos don't really do much this episode. Bobby and Kim, you know, Jimmy, well, where is he? You know, we we talk about that. And like case in point, this episode. They do nothing again. Hashtag Bobby goes nowhere. Like it's just give him a dirty kid. Great. Like, let's be honest, Doc and Carlos don't really do anything this episode, but you still remember their storyline because it's something fun. Like, they're called to this warehouse where, like, a homeless guy or, I guess, like, the old guy of the neighbourhood is there and these two, like, young kids are like, oh, we usually come here to bring um, Walter food, but he wasn't responding. So it's kind of like, you know, it's just your run-of-the-mill storyline, but it's just, it's fun, you remember it, because as they go into this building, a bird comes out of nowhere and, like attacks Carlos, he's got a cut in his head, uh, and we just get some great little moments here where, like, you know, Carlos is like, oh, I'm bleeding, I'm going to need stitches. Like, you know, real dick Carlos, selfish Carlos. And then we get the young kids saying, like, you know, obviously talking about the old man, like, oh, is he going to be okay? And then to which Carlos is like, yeah, I'll be fine. (laughs) That's my favourite scene right there in terms of, like, Carlos and Doc. Like, every time I watch that scene, it cracks me up. Like, yeah, I'll be fine. And even Doc is looking at him like, the kid has no idea, like, how selfish Carlos is. He looks at Doug, like, is, it, <laughs> like, is so, this kid real? Yeah. But this is what, what I mean. Like, you can still get characters in an episode where, like, you're not going to be the focus of the episode, but still make it memorable. Like, oh, let's give Carlos a dirty kid. Carlos is going to look at this dirty kid and push him, like, back in the gutter. Like, go away, dirty kid. Go have a bath. 
Where it's like, you know, like, where's the shirtless Anthony Reivivar scene in the shower, bathing with Dirty Kid when Mary walks in? Oh, so he's single and straight? Like, you're not going to have that. Like, you know, that'd be an interesting scene, actually. But, um, like, this whole storyline, and, like, I love how they point out it's a cockatoo, not a parrot. They get the confused. Cockatoos are, like, Australia's bird. Like, they are, um, that's a sulfur-crested cockatoo, to be precise, what that bird is. And, like, people do have them for pets here, but they're also, like, they're amazing. They fly, like, in these big flocks and kind of, they're, they're kind of known to show up when it's it's raining, so, uh, I remember when I was with another one of my exes, I'm not going to call her a bitch because I broke up with her, I'm the bitch, um, but I would be at her house and when it would go to rain, like, there'd be this little park just up the road from her house and you would just go and see just, like, hundreds and hundreds of these cockatoos just sitting there and so we'd always go take photos of them and they've got this really distinctive, like, call and, um, yeah, they're beautiful birds and I, I love the fact that we just get random Australian connection in this episode. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I mean, were you familiar with cockatoos before you saw Third Watch? Are these, like, birds that Americans know about, or? Yeah, 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 no, I've heard about them many times. I have a, uh, I had a neighbor who was really into, like, bird species and everything, and yeah. Okay, yeah. I, just, I didn't know if that was, like, a, a random knowledge, and, like, I know, like, I only learnt recently, uh, that, uh, Americans know the, uh, kookaburra sits on, in the old gum tree song. I didn't oh, know that was song yeah yeah like i just assumed that was like an australian song that we sung but americans aren't well apparently so there you go um, yeah, they're, uh, yeah no they're, they're popular here too so. us australians <laughs> thinking we know everything about our own animals but anyway uh so <laughs> we'll get back to i just love this little random carlos has a bird storyline uh anyway we're back in the park they're digging through the ground we've got grumpy fbi suit guy and they randomly find a body in a bag. But this is like this is a thing, Brandy. Okay, like this is me on my dirty kid rampage here. Okay, like you could argue this body in a bag is random. They've just found another body. What's the point of this? They're not looking for this. At least later on, we kind of get a bit of a line about this body, don't we? Like it's like, oh yeah, they're trying to work out what the cause of death is and all this sort of stuff. Like it's just a random throwaway line. We get nothing about dirty kid later on. <laughs> like you no, know, just. We can rule out suicide. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's about it. But, um... <laughs> yeah. Um, I just can't get up. Am I just going on too much about Dirty Kid, or...? No, I'm, you're fine. I, the body part, I was just... This doesn't make sense. They're trying to rule out cause of death. Like, obviously, she was murdered. Because somebody buried her there. I mean, now, how did they kill her? That's try, they're trying to figure out. But I just wish... I don't know. If they found a body... I don't know. I think it would have been, like, a good plot line, maybe, I think perhaps. It's, I, I think it kind of, like... I, I guess I can see the argument here where people will be like, oh, well, how can you complain about random dirty kid yet you can't complain about random body that goes nowhere? And, yeah, there's an argument to it. I definitely see it. But, again, like, I think my argument, my defense of it would be the fact that, yeah, we get a throwaway line later on. Like, you're in New York in a parkland like this, and I'm sure you can randomly find a body. It's not, I'm not just, I guess, you could randomly find dirty kid. But, like, I mean... Like, make this episode about Dirty Kid and his parents. If if you have a scene at the end where it's like he's Dirty Kid's parents, like, oh, you know, like even tied in, like this body in the bag is Dirty Kid's mum. <laughs> like, then, and, that's what I'm saying. It could be a, it then, could have been like line, but <laughs> yeah. And then like I mean, the the people, like the two goons that have like buried this guy alive. They're like a, it's all connected, you know. Like I mean, he's like a thing we can connect with. Because like I mean, even random guy buried underground is kind of like, well, who are these two? Why are they doing? It? They're trying to get money out of because he's a bit well off. But like, kind of, you know, this is where like 
Third Watch, and this is where we're really getting in this season, where it's so character-driven, because we're complaining here about, like, the crimes. And it's going to be weird saying that, because in four seasons' time, when we get to season six, when it really does become more about the crimes and the characters, like your standard cop show, we're probably going to be longing for the days of Dirty Kid. But, like... I mean, that's another... You just mentioned another plot. Like, the kid could have been, like, the the dude's grandson, and he could have been missing. You know, I mean... But we did complain about the one kid that Kim and Bobby killed. I mean, they killed a kid that... <laughs> in that one episode. Some murderous characters, yes. Uh. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the audience, the listeners were having who's to us complaining about certain crimes and dead bodies yeah. and <laughs> the small and things. Look, and look, again, I, I, I guess thing too that we're probably also not putting into play is that there probably were extra scenes of Dirty Kid. There probably were extra scenes of these things, but, like, just like movies, TV shows have, you know, exactly. scenes that can't make the final cut. You've only got 42 minutes. And, and let's be honest, this is a 44-minute episode. If you actually look at the timestamp of this, it's a two-minute longer episode than you're generally used to for network television. It's 44 minutes as opposed to 42 minutes. But there's only so much you can fit into 44 minutes worth of screen time. So they've probably filmed extra uh. dirty kid. They've filmed extra woman in the, the ground. But, I mean, again, on the grand scheme of the editing of this episode, it didn't really play out. Again, they're not filming this in the year 2000 going, shit, we're going to have two random people analysing this episode on a podcast in 17 years time better wrap up dirty kid storyline so like it's kind of <laughs> i mean you like if you said they could have like maybe that was the grandson you never know but yeah. that was the original idea i mean like you said they had to pick the, like the best plot the best scenes that made the story what it is and yeah. then go with that exactly so, yeah exactly so you know this is again like, on <laughs> the grand scheme of complaining about Third Watch plot holes, I don't think in three seasons' time we're going to be bringing up the great dirty kid plot hole of Third Watch. We might. Who knows? This could be the longest ongoing trope in the history of the Oz Network. Dirty Kid could sneak into all our other episodes until we get Dirty Kid on the show and put Dirty Kid to bed. But right now, Dirty Kid is the bane of my existence. Fuck you, Dirty Kid. But, like, <laughs> I'm really getting angry at Dirty Kid. <laughs> Probably a nice guy. He never broke up with me on MSN. Uh, probably a nice guy. I love it. <laughs> he probably donates to charity and does his taxes right. And he probably voted for Hillary as well. He's probably a good guy, dirty kid. But right now he's annoying me. Uh, Unless you voted for Trump, then fuck you. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, not me. Okay, not kidding. But yeah. Brady said it, not me. Brady said it. I'm Australian. I'm not allowed to like have an opinion on American politics. Um, hashtag vote Obama. Yeah, Obama. Uh, I don't know if that's even a popular opinion. Fuck it. Um, um, <laughs> dirty kid for president. Woo. Uh, no. Well, now anyone could be president, obviously. So who knows? <laughs> Can you imagine 2020? It's like everyone thinks it's going to be like Trump versus West. It's actually Trump versus Dirty Kid, hi, I'm best known for playing Dirty Kid on Season 2, Episode 1 of Third Watch. Remember me? Nobody does. Who gives a fuck? Hashtag presidency. Um, Well, now with no one that Americans vote for anyone, well, most of the Americans do. Well, actually, no. I take that back, most of it was for Clinton. But yeah, basically there's people here who would vote for anyone. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Kanye West can run for president and people would vote for him. (laughs) I'd vote for Kanye West. I mean, you know. (laughs) <laughs> can't do I any worse, can we? 
Citizenship, I'm ready. Here I go. <laughs> Whatever country has my back, I'm kidding. I might be a US uh, citizen in 2020. I might have a chance to vote for West. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> you might. Uh, <laughs> That, this is this is where the U.S. like you know immigration department are listening, going, we're not letting him as a citizen of this country, no way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, back to um, <laughs> we're not a dirty kid. Where are we up to? All right, we found the body. Great. Uh, we get um, oh Sully's called back to the house. He's got a personal issue. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, we've got Carlos in the in the ambulance. I love the scene when Carlos kind of looks around the corner at the bird. Um, and then, like, like they're talking about animal services because they can't get him out of the ambulance. And what does he say? Like, he craps in there, I ain't cleaning it up. Can I just point out, Michael Beach, first two episodes of this season, doesn't have a lot to do, but Michael Beach has a great array of facial expressions in these first two episodes. Yes. Particularly next episode. When we get to next episode in his facial expressions, um, just, oh, Michael Beach is on point in some of these ones. Uh, and even this episode, though, too, when we've got the uh, animal control guy coming into it. But anyway, Sully's on the phone. We're back at the house. His mother's disappeared. I, I always forget that we get Sully's mum into yeah, this very true. early on. Um, and, yeah, let's let's say that when it comes to weird storylines, we'll get to that. Uh, so we're skipping all over Dirty Kids storyline we've gotten here. Uh, then we get, hey, Dana's back. Couldn't this episode get any better with Dirty Kid and Dana? Um, Dana fixing up Carlos. Dana's a little bit chirpy this season. I don't know why she's so happy. Um, because, you know, she's happy she's getting some airtime. Um, then we get this random doctor guy who... What's his name? Modville? Is that... Have I written down that correctly, or...? Um, not sure. Surely his character's name is in here somewhere. I think it was Dr. Montville. Montville. There we go. I've looked it up here. So, uh, yeah, we meet Dr. Montville and I... If I'm not mistaken, he's in a few episodes, is he not? And if I'm looking here, uh, he is in one, two, three, four, five episodes he's in. So the first of five episodes. We get rid of Detective Tancredi and we get in Dr. Montville instead. Do you like Dr. Montville? I like his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good start. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like Carlos's reaction. Like, where did this dude train in Baghdad? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and what does what Doc say? Lucky you're not getting a rectal. <laughs> it looks like Henry... Is it Henry Cavill? Cavill? Or? Uh, he does look a little bit like him, doesn't he? Yeah, you're right. Um, Anson Mount is his name. But, you know, he's got a bit of the uh, Henry Cavill uh, look about him, the Superman look. Good call. Yeah, he does. I was like, at first I had to take a second glass. So I was like, okay, it's not him, but he kind of has that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I can see it. I can see it. I, yeah, I, I just like, I, I randomly like this kind of like a Detective Tancred, random side character, which, you know, no one who watches this show probably remembers unless you're a super fan. But, like, I just kind of like him. He's kind of like the douche dick doctor who just comes in every now and then. He's like the anti-Morales. You know, Morales started off as the bitch, but now she's the nice one. You want Morales. But now this time around, it's kind of like, oh, here comes Dr. Montville. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of, um, it's kind of random. Um, now, what else have we got here? Oh, so Sally's at the nurse. So we got, the, I mean, look, as much as I love this episode, except for Dirty Kid, like, I will say, like, I know this is a Sully episode. This kind of goes back to my point where you kind of forget it's almost a Sully episode. It's a very loose Sully episode. But, like, it's kind of Sully's mum storyline, like, I'm not going to be again. I have nothing against the Sully mum storyline. I think it adds a different element to Sully. Like, he's got family still out there. He's not just completely alone. But, like, 
I don't know. Does it feel a little bit... Ta- there's a lot going on in this episode, and there's kind of like this to be tacked onto it too. I don't know. I feel like they could have saved this for another episode and introduced it then. I mean, it's sweet. Like, I it, it made me cry just because, obviously, uh, you know, my mum's passed away in the last 12 months, so it's kind of, uh, you know, still hits a bit hard to kind of see scenes like this. But um, it's, you know, it's very well done with what we see. I just I don't know. I just feel like we could have saved this to another episode. I don't know how you feel about it. I think we could have because it was... I think, like you said, it was a very powerful one. I mean, my dad got sick when I was eight, so, like, he had dementia. And so, I mean, like, it's definitely touching, and it's definitely powerful. So, I mean, I think it was, it was, it was like you said, doing too much. They crammed too much in, but it should have been done for, like, another episode. Like, possibly with a new character that comes into Solly's life later on. That would have been a good yes. one. I mean, yes. you know, so... Yeah, I agree. Uh, and the thing, the thing with this whole storyline, because I mean, this does go on a little bit, um, but I think the, the the issue I I guess I have, and and again, I, I I might be corrected here by some of our listeners, but it just kind of it goes away randomly. Like it's we never get a complete resolution with what happens to his mum. Like again, she's still going to play a part in this show for you know a lot of this season, and I believe some into the next season as well. But she does just kind of disappear. She has the Bobby goes nowhere syndrome. At least we get closure with Bobby. Bobby goes nowhere. But um, yeah, I mean, from memory, at the top of my head, we just kind of she just gets forgotten about all of a sudden. So kind of I don't know. That's not really a spoiler. It's kind of a don't get too attached to Irene Sullivan spoiler, I guess. <laughs> well, it's same like with uh, Yokus's son Charlie. Charlie yeah. goes nowhere at one true. point. I'm, Very I, true. I noticed like, later on, like a lot of these characters that you kind of like for Dana, kind of just overran her time. But a lot of these characters kind of just Dana. when they do go nowhere, you don't. Yeah, they just kind of. I know it's like they dropped off some characters later on in the seasons. Like you get some characters and you like see them, and then you just don't see them anymore. And, and that's, so. that's TV. It happens. I mean, yeah. again, we've, we've talked a lot about this in our lost coverage. No show is perfect. Uh, you know, there are shows out there that kind of do it better than others. And yeah, you're always going to have your random side characters that just disappear. And you know, when it comes to the grand scheme of side characters in Third Watch, do we really want the Irene Sullivan? you know, concluding storyline? Probably not. Like, I mean, Charlie... Yeah, you're right. Charlie just goes AWOL. Then I think season six is like, oh, here he is again. Oh, it's a different actor. Whatever. At least with Emily. Like, she becomes a, a main part of the show when they change her to uh, to Bonnie Dennison. But, you know, it's it's kind of... Yeah, it's interesting. I'm just, I'm just looking up here. The actress who plays Irene, uh, Anne Pitionak. Uh, she sadly passed away in 2007, but she had a good innings. She was... Uh, Born in 1922, so at the time of this episode, she would have been 78. So it doesn't look a, doesn't look a day old or 70, if you ask me. 1922, she was born in, died in 2007. So uh, there you go. She, she's in four episodes. This is the first of four episodes we see uh, Sully's mum. So I thought she was in for more than that, but I was wrong. Anyway, um, so I mean, I think we can kind of just randomly wrap up the Sully storyline here with his mum. I mean, we get just... His mum's gone missing from the nursing home. She's got, uh, is it Alzheimer's or dementia? Um, We get... uh, (laughs) Yeah, random nurse helping them out. Sully going off at random nurse. Um, And then they find her, and then we kind of get this, you know, scene about how she's going to need, like, 24-hour care because it's kind of, um, you know, worsening and... Can he look for look after at home? No, it's gonna you know be full time and all this sort of stuff. It's very touching. And I, look, as much as I feel it's tacked on, as much as I feel it should be used in another episode, it's still important. I think it's it's good to get a more of a human side here with Sully. Not that he's not human, but like you know, Sully's trope is he's lonely, and you know we we see a little bit with excuse me with uh, Davis's mum last season. We're obviously going to see it with a little bit more with um 
again, somebody who's going to get introduced in this season. But, you know, it's kind of, it's important, I feel, to kind of know that Sully has a, another character there. And, you know, the thing that actually remind me of, when he, remember the last episode, uh, last season when he was, like, talking to Davis randomly about, oh, I've got a sister in Florida, you know, does he ever mention to Davis, oh, my mum's still alive, she's in a nursing home here in New York, in case you need to tell anyone about my death. So it's kind of like, you know, Sully not telling everybody about his mum, but here she is. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Sorry, I just had to randomly point out a random dirty kid plot hole. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. I, you don't really... I guess Sully is one of the fewer family plot lines, I guess you would say. He has, like, one yeah. of the few... The lesser ones, because some of these, some of the characters have some very giant uh, family plot plot lines, but Solly's not so. Doc, even Doc. Well, we got his dad, so I mean that was something. But yeah, well, you and then find out, but you find out about like Doc's mum's obviously passed away. You know, yeah, we yeah, see yeah. Doc's dad dying. You know, Doc's wife. We get a lot of Doc. I mean, all these characters we kind of get at least. You know, Yokus. We meet her parents at one stage. Uh, Bosco obviously is a huge storyline with it. Carlos's background obviously is a big deal. We meet Jimmy's brother, um, Bobby's. Yeah, obviously his family is a, is a storyline. Kim, we meet a dad, her mum. Uh, she's in it. He's her sister, of course, as well. Um, who am I missing here? Davis, obviously, his dad, huge storyline involved in that. Um, Taylor, her dad's a big thing. Uh, Finny, his dad's a big thing. Grace, we meet her mum. Uh, Cruz, we meet her what sister. Sasha, we meet her sister. Like, yeah, like everyone's family's in it. Uh, I think I went through all the characters there, didn't I? But, like, it's, um, yeah, we don't really get a whole lot on Sully. <laughs> That's my point, I guess, yeah, I was no, going with that. I guess not. <laughs> Meanwhile, that is Sully's the third watch family. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Some of these characters are like... Not doomed from the start, but just have, like, some sad lives from the start. <laughs> yeah. Don't be sad. I mean, I'm just going through the cast here. Well, Fred, we, when yeah. we meet we meet Fred's parents. Um, Emily, well, clearly her parents are main characters. Um, yeah. th- they're all our credited cast here I'm looking at. I haven't missed anyone. So, um, yeah, there you go. All right. Anyway, um, so where are we up to? So that was, I mean, anything more to add on Sully's mum in this episode? Because I think we're going to just... That's that's selling this episode, really, isn't it? I, no, I'm good. I mean, every time I think of her, I want some chocolates because she. Because <laughs> I know Sally mentioned like his mom likes certain chocolates or something. <laughs> so every time I see her, I'm like, oh, I want some chocolates. Uh, the, the the one scene that always gets me the heartbreaking one is like when he's in the, when he's got one of his dream sequences and he's in the he's in the uh, coffin. And he starts calling out for mum. Oh, like I just there's something about that that even like before sort of anything happened with my mum, it's like it's just I don't know. We've all got that part of us that kind of that is us. You know what I mean? Like it's just, just that yeah, distinct, I, ink, ink, you know, uh, what's it? Uh, I can't even think intuition or whatever the word is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Where, that's where you yeah. where you fall back to. So. Um, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's brilliantly acted by Skip Sardoth too. Can we just point out when he's in that when he's in those uh, the sequences there in the coffin? Um, so yeah, underrated in terms of uh, his acting ability. I feel Skip Sardoth. Uh so yeah, we the, the bird situation. I love it when he's uh, Carlos is in the ambulance. He's just throwing food at it, um, and then we get this really creepy animal control guy. Um, when he's like, 
attacking. He's in the back of the ambulance catching him. This is actually, I'll correct myself, this is a, the great Michael Beach facial expression scene when he's just staring at the back with his mouth <laughs> <And> open. His <laughs> I love it. His, and then his like, fingers are covered in his mouth like, Oh my god! Like kind of like oh my god! <laughs> and I, and I do love these these creepy animal control guy where Doc's like, so what's going to happen to him? He attacked a city employee. He's going to be put down. <laughs> Just the way he says who, it. This guy looks familiar. Who is who is? Yeah, this? I I'm trying to like um. What is his character's name? I don't like. Is he just animal? Apparently, he must have a name because looking here on IMDb. Um, there's not just animal control guy. There's just a bunch of um, character names here. So I, I mean, yeah, who he is looks, he? Yeah, because he looks so like he looks like somebody who would have played in like movies that we've seen. We just definitely, can't I definitely off. agree. Yeah, he definitely yeah. has one of those faces. Um, but I just cannot picture here. If anybody knows who that is, by all means, let us know because he definitely has a face where he's been and things. Um, so, <laughs> um. Anyway, what am I looking here? So, basically, I'm going through my notes here, and these are all things we've talked about. Sully, Bobby and the Dirty Kid, um, <laughs> Mary. Oh, he's single and straight, doesn't talk to Dana. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. Uh, where are we here? Oh, so Bosco, they're going through the grass. The dogs come in. Um, we get this little sort of conversation with Davis talking about where Saved by the Bell comes from. I kind of like that. Um... And then what do they say, like, about, oh, what he thinks going through his mind or something like that when he's underground? You know, what would go Should through I... your mind? Should have bought a V8. <laughs> Bosco is such an ass, but I love it. Uh, what does Yoka say? Like, what, it's like, oh, you're such an asshole or something like that. Yes. Um, this is, like, legitimately everything we've already talked about. Uh, <laughs> I've literally gone over here um, about the uh, dirty kid. Who is it talking about going to um, a Yankees game? Oh, this is Bobby's random speech about going to a Yankees game and getting separated from his dad. His dad that abandoned him, who he doesn't love, who later on this season is going to become an integral part of it when Bobby hashtag gets a storyline. So, anyway, I just randomly brought that up. This is where Doc goes to the animal shelter. Uh, we We find out that Carlos has adopted the cockatoo and, look... As much as we can give shit on some points of Third Watch for forgetting certain elements of this storyline, I love the fact that this bird remains part of Carlos for quite some time. I think they forget about it eventually. But, like, I know when him and Davis become roommates and he brings his bird with him, I just, I don't know, I just, I wish kind of I could go back and have another interview with Anthony or Eva Var and kind of go over this plot line a little bit more. It's like, whose idea was this to have Carlos have a bird? Like, this is, you know, we're going to learn a lot more about Carlos this season, about him being a real selfish asshole, doesn't care for anyone and all this sort of stuff. But, like, he cares about a damn bird. And it's just, I love Carlos and the bird. Does this bird ever get a name? I don't think it ever does, does it? That was Walter, no? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. But I think, isn't there a scene, I swear there's a scene when he moves in with Davis and he says, like, oh, does your bird have a name? And he just goes, bird. I think, I swear. Like, I don't know why that comes to mind. I yeah, think he so does. Like, but I think you're right. Because like, like, at the end, he was like, oh, hello, Walter. And then, like, yeah. I do remember that scene when he just moved with Davis. He's like, oh, because that is a funny scene. So. Yeah, does your bird have a name? Yeah. Bird. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, Walter, of course. I brought that up before. Yeah, of course, we know it's Walter. But, like, I swear they just forget about that, don't they? And it's like, yeah, does your bird have a name? Bird. <laughs> I love it. Carlos is just awesome. Uh, 
I, I can't wait till we get to Carlos and Davis' roommate. He seems like he would be like an awesome, like, even though he's selfish, Carlos is just one of those friends you want because it would never be like a dull yeah. moment around him. And it is, <laughs> it is this season, isn't it, where um, Davis and Carlos become roommates? It, it has to be because this is, oh no, it must be next season because it's when Davis and, and Alex are, no, it must be next season. I'm forgetting it, but I like when Davis and, and Carlos become roommates. Oh, I love that little side storyline. Davis. Wait, because I thought Davis moves out of his mom's house. No, it's not this season. No, it must. It must be next season. Like I know okay. somebody's going to message us and correct us. I know they will. But um, like, yeah, he does move out of his mom's house. But this is when like Carlos is looking for a roommate and he thinks Davis is gay. So um, we get homophobic Carlos. <laughs> but I mean, it's still it's like it's a fun little buddy budding romance. These bromance these two have. Um. So anyway. Um. We get, uh, oh, they find uh, the woman, the buried guy, um, because they're back at the cop house. The the guy who was um, injured uh, in the crash has told them where they are. Uh, so they then go and find the guy buried. Uh, and then we kind of, I, I like this last little scene we get between Davis and Sully when, you know, Davis is like, oh, you want to go get something to eat? And Sally's kind of like, oh, what, you don't have a hot date? And he's like, oh, cancel. Good good Davis, you know, just like Mr. Lothario going out getting laid, having more than eight orgasms a night, can just blow off his date, go and have, you know, midnight supper with Sully. But then Sully's <laughs> like, oh, next time. And then he's just, I like that little sweet moment where Sally's just like, oh, well, I don't know if I'll be any good company, that's all. It's like, oh, come on, let's go. Let's go get Thai food. At midnight? It's like, yeah, live a little. <laughs> I didn't know Thai food after midnight was a bad thing. Like, this is the same. A- <laughs> I would be up for it in a heartbeat, like, yeah. Well, like, what kind of food were you thinking about, Sully? Like, just, like, a sandwich? Or yeah. Like, strange. a little... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the episode. It's over. That's uh, that's The Lost. Um, great start to this season. So much fun, uh, even with Dirty Kid involved. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've got anything else to add before we get to our ratings. No, I just... We should come up with one more hashtag just because we've been coming up with hashtags this whole season. I mean, this whole episode. Well, and this season. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, uh, uh, hashtag Thai food is fine after midnight. Um. Pad, ooh, pad, hashtag Pad Thai. Pad Thai. Like, <laughs> I love Pad Thai. It's so bomb. I, eat, I love Thai. I grew up with Thai uh, foster sisters. And so I learned how to make some and yeah. You're making me hungry, Brandy. You're making me hungry. Um, <laughs> so All ratings. Right. Uh, I'm just going to jump in here without a question. This is a buy, not even an argument. Absolutely. Even same with mm-hmm. you. Yep. Yeah. Um, even with stupid dirty kid in this episode. Um, yeah. There's not even a. As I said, uh, there, there's. I cannot think of many episodes this season. I'm going to do anything but a buy. So, um, you know, I might have 22 greens this episode. That's three in a row for both of us. Can I just say here too, Brandy, we've uh, bought three in a row. Um, so we've had the money and that's what we've done with it. Just, so we should have been them all next, you know, this whole season. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> been no. everything. It's shit. <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, but yeah, no. there we go. That's uh, episode one. So next episode is Faith, uh, which again, not Wikipedia. It's not the first episode. It's the second episode. Uh, and again, we're, we're, it's a clearly an episode on Yokus, if you didn't understand. But, uh, great stuff in this episode. I mean, it's, it's heavy in terms of the content, in, ser- in terms of, um, what we deal with. But there's still some, it's just a strong episode. Very well acted. I like the Yokus uh, stuff around a family. Um, the Bosco stuff, excuse me, is great. Um, 
And just some stuff, too, that really sets us up for some, you know, great moments we've got to come in this season, too. Um, yeah, there's, uh, you, you know, I've, I've often said Bosco is my favourite. Jokers is up there in terms of just my favourite pairing. It's why my everything to do with my username's got 55 David in it. So, you know, I'm always going to love a, a Faith or a, or a Bosco episode. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I enjoy Faith. It's a good episode. It is. I'm ex- hashtag Team Faith. There we yes. go. That's what I say. Hashtag Team Faith. I just, yeah. We do. We do. However, there is one. You know, there's the dirty kid moment of the week. That's gonna be our new segment. The what the hell is this got to do with anything, and why is it their moment of the week? It's the Bosco and Nicole resolution situation, which. I, it makes me mad how they do it with Bosco and Nicole. So we've talked a little bit about that last season. This is where it comes to a head. So um, we'll get to that. But uh, in the meantime, uh, thank you for tuning in. It's good to be back here to go over the episodes. And I really do hope that you're enjoying our episodes as well as season two. It's just going to get better and better. We are six episodes away from the greatest episode of Third Watch in the history of Third Watch. You think I was glowing about this episode and Dirty Kid. Um, <laughs> I wasn't glowing about Dirty Kid. You know, let's have a shit. hit list. And he's just like, I'm going to put Ben's name on it. <laughs> Him and Kat are after me after this episode. Um, but, uh, like, when we get to After Hours, I just there's nothing negative about that episode. There's no Dirty Kid moment in that episode. There's just nothing bad about that episode. To me, it's almost <laughs> the perfect episode of TV. So there we go. I'm selling it right now. We're six episodes away from it. Um, just, just wait till we get to it. But anyway, in the meantime, if you're loving these, if you're loving us, if you're loving the Oz Network, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube, uh, subscribe to us, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and, uh, send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Um, to anybody listening, we appreciate your support and we hope you're enjoying Third Watch as much as we're enjoying bringing it to you. Uh, I'm going to close it out by saying, my name is Ben and Brandy, if you crap in there, I ain't cleaning it up. Well, that was flattering. Um, <laughs> my name is Brandy, as you know, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.